0: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Storylines Live, the only podcast where we explore the meaning and power of Of the most important story in business, the one that answers why someone should buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you. This is the story that defines the very character and nature of an organization. At WordWrite, we call it your capital S story. In each episode, we feature guests who have great insights on business storytelling, who can share their experiences and key learnings to help you and your business. Do a better job of sharing your capitalist story to deliver remarkable business results. Today, we're honored to have Christoph Trapp as our guest. Christoph is a master storyteller. He's helped companies share their unique stories more efficiently and better to reach prospects and retain existing customers. And he's run content marketing campaigns across many industries, including healthcare nonprofits, SaaS, publishing, technology, professional services. Most recently, he led an integrated content strategy team at a market research software platform and increased the company's online share of voice while driving awareness with prospects and the industry through content. Christoph, welcome to Storylines
2: Live. Paul, nice to see you, nice to hear you. Yeah, i um, always happy
1: to talk about business storytelling, no doubt yeah for sure for sure and um one of the reasons i wanted to have have you on storylines live is because you are also a podcaster you have a great podcast could you tell our audience a little bit about it
2: the business storytelling show we now have over 600 some episodes and you know some great guests have been on there including yourself uh, seth godin uh jeff Boulas is coming on or or has wow. been on by the time this comes out Right. Um, Joe Polizzi, you know, Christina Ponar, mm-hmm. all kinds of different people. I can't even go through the list. There's so many. I'll I let Fishbach. Um, and, you know, we have conversations about storytelling. How do you tell better stories? How do you uh, stay in front of people? And uh, it's been a great way to really have conversations with people. I probably wouldn't meet any other way, right? Because, yes. I mean, who nowadays goes, hey, let's have a Zoom coffee? I mean, there's only so much time in the day. So it's really been a great way to connect with people. And of course, also kind of grow that um, audience. The business storytelling show is now also on television, dbtv.tv is where you can find it. It's um, you can watch it on any TV set in the United States, as long as it's smart TV through
1: Roku. Um, So that's kind of an exciting
0: um,
2: addition as well.
1: Congratulations, Christoph! That's very cool. Folks, Christoph's one of the top podcasters in the world. His show is in the top, I want to say 0.5% now. Christoph, am I right on that? Of, of, I thought the last number I saw was
2: 1.5, but I, I, don't, 5. I don't. I try I just, not to refresh the stats <laughs> every day.
1: <laughs> I think you might be moving up. I might have misstated a little bit, but listen, this is a top podcast listened to it in more than 100 comp, uh, countries. And uh, it's. As you pointed out, available on video, video on Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. And folks will have lots more about that in the show notes. So you can go and check it out yourself. Christoph, we always ask guests on the show about their capital S story and the way we describe it at our firm. This is the story above all others that answers why somebody would buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you. From your perspective and your work is there one of those four that's more important to you and what you do
2: you know when i actually wrote that down when you were talking about uh, work for you buy from you invest in you important. and what's interesting is especially now when uh, you know it's so hard to find employees or find the right employees oh, yeah. right and people have expectations i mean look at the whole thing about going back to an office and i'm still thinking why do i have to be in an office you know do you have a studio like this in your office no right so it's kind of like it doesn't make any sense for what I do quite frankly I think they all go hand in hand you have good employees right it makes you tell better stories um once you have uh, you know people investing in you and, and that could look a number of different ways right like actual investors or even you know how do you reinvest the revenues that you bring in or the profits I guess um, but at the end of the day, um, a company is not a company if you don't have customers, right? Yes. Maybe we should call that a hobby, I guess. Um, yeah. So it is right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's
1: this yeah.
2: is my hobby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you do have to bring in customers, and you have to tell a story that's relevant mm-hmm. to them. Um, and what's interesting to me. True is there's a lot of people, you know, they kind of, they drive fear into people. You know, if you don't do this, this will happen. And there is a time and place for some of those stories, but some people just kind of push that too far, in my opinion. And you really, to build that long-term relationship, you know, you got to know what your target uh, buyers, what they actually want, uh, what they need help with, and then how can you help them with that? And then kind of keep getting in front of them with that story, but also related stories. You know, it's yes. not just about um a product feature, even though it can be, yes. uh, but it's also about, you know, the related areas. You know, what's the what does the workflow look like? What does this look like? What, you know, so how do you keep drawing them in to pay attention to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, there there, there was a book that uh, a bestseller on Amazon that I was asked to contribute to called Ready Connect Grow. And uh, the title of my chapter in that book was your story is a diamond with many facets. And so to your point, uh, you know, an organization's story is its story. But as you pointed out, what interests the customers or what interests the employees or partners in business, so many organizations have partners, is a little bit different aspect of the story, right? Um, You know, what we've learned in our work is there is an overall story, but you know, the same thing that gets people to buy your shoes or your business services is not necessarily the reason that it's going to attract employees, right? It's it's a different thing entirely. And Christoph, you've been at this talking about business storytelling for, for quite a while. What what led you to start the podcast?
2: Well, so that's, um, that's an interesting question. Um, I always like to learn new things. And if you listen to like the first episodes, it's literally just me on a phone walking around a track while I'm traveling and talking <laughs> about different things. So it wasn't highly produced at all. You know, it was just like, I was just trying different things. How, hey, how do I do this? You know, how what's what's going on? Mm-hmm. And so the first few episodes are kind of like, they, some of them even have like the background music, the whole episode, <laughs> right? Because, oh, I mean, horrible, but that's kind of uh, how, you, how you kind of get started. And when I met Jeff Bullis actually in India at a conference, he mm-hmm. said, "This is my first blog post. Look how horrible that was," and of course, that was many years before that. So it's kind of the same, the same thing. And right. then what happened is I just kind of kept going. And then I said, "Oh, oh, now I can use Anchor to invite guests." So I was recording in the Anchor app, which yes. is now Spotify, a pot, Spotify for podcasters. Yes. They bought Anchor, and you can just do it in the app. And you could literally sit anywhere in fact that was how i recorded my podcast episode with seth godin you know he didn't at that time we were just moving into video but it didn't work out because it was like right at the edge of when i was making that move mm-hmm. and so i'm literally on my phone in my oh, hands <laughs> on my couch interviewing <laughs> seth godin because the app is on my phone anyways right 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 and then at some point actually jason Falls, who who does yeah. run the marketing podcast network and you know, um, I was on one of his shows, and he was talking about using like a live streaming software to do video live stream, blah blah blah. And that's kind of how I got into the whole. Maybe we should do a live stream. Maybe we should do video. Maybe we should record. And then from there, you know, it went into Spotify now has video. Then I went on TV. So it just kind of like you know, I just wanted to learn, and then it kind of built on each other. And of course, now you know, mm-hmm. hundred uh, half a million plus downloads later it's really hard to like go oh maybe we shouldn't do it now anymore because now people listen to it plus yeah. it is actually very beneficial to have it you learn a lot uh it does help with building your personal brand uh, but but to be perfectly truthful about how it all started it started because i wanted to learn how to yeah. do it how does it work and then you know
1: kind of it evolved from there yeah I, it's, it's such a great point i i think the best podcasts the ones that are are my favorites, Christoph, are the ones where the host is is on something of a journey, right? Exploring a topic, right? And then we're in it together. It's it's not it's not telling; it's a conversation, right? Well, of all the things that you could have focused on, why storytelling?
2: So I think that was uh, a move from journalism. You know, I think I grew mm-hmm. up in Germany and. And I you know, was influenced by journalists who would go to the same gym that I would go to as a teenager. And they always had the best, the best stories, you know, and I was like, oh, how do you know all this stuff? And I said, well, we're, I'm a journalist, you know, we're a journalist, and this is how you what you do as a journalist and blah, blah, blah. And so that's kind of where I started. And I, I you know, I became a journalist, went to college to become a sports writer, I never actually wrote, uh, never actually worked a full time day as a sports writer in my life. It's probably a good thing you know i like my sleep instead of um, staying up
1: all night exactly i would say as a former journalist of two decades you made the right decision (laughs) especially today but so that's how you got into storytelling right and then the learning is the podcast right and and the marriage of those two is what
2: yeah so that's kind of how it happened and then I, you know at some point i made the switch over into storytelling into the training industry, and then moved into marketing, which is a very typical uh, career progression, I guess, for journalists, right? And I made that move before journalism kind of started all these big layoffs, you know, but, um, you know, who knows what would have happened. I mean, uh, certainly it has changed quite a bit, but I moved over into marketing and content marketing, ran across Joe Polizzi's conference. So I've attended Mm -hmm. that for a number of years um, early on, especially spoke there, and then just kind of, you know, move to journalism strategies into corporate marketing right because if you think about it that's still what I do you know I write articles I write content and I interview people to get content for those articles it's literally what a journalist does
1: (laughs) yeah it's uh you know that my progression is is, as well you know two decades in journalism uh and my last job not the only job but the last job I had was editor of a business publication and you know Folks, companies tell crappy stories and it is not the job of journalists or your employees or your customers or your investors or your partners to make your story better. It is your job as a leader in your organization to be clear about the purpose of that organization and in other words, the story behind it. And we're gonna dig into that next. We're gonna take a quick break here and when we come back, We're going to talk specifically about how Kristoff helps companies do just that.
0: My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad.
1: Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash MPN to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn.com slash MPN. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be. To be. Folks, we're back with Christoph Trapp, the host of the Business Storytelling Show, one of the top rated podcasts in the world and an expert on storytelling. Christoph, let's dig into how you work with organizations and how you help them do a better job of sharing their story let's do it
2: um you know everything the the big difference we talked about journalism earlier um to what I do today is when I was a journalist nothing was performance driven ever yes. you know like right. I mean nobody looked at the numbers it was in print you know and then we had a website and people looked at that but they were like yeah you know whatever like nobody you know paid it. and I know today that has changed but oh, today yeah. I work for a growth marketing firm GrowGetter, getter growgetter.io mm-hmm. And basically, you know, what I do is I help companies create better content, create better stories, and then drive results with those stories. Um, And, you know, the way you do that, quite frankly, is you have to tell unique stories. So you can't just go anymore and say, hey, I want to rank for business storytelling. Let me write an article and say, what is business storytelling, blah, blah, blah. And I do have an article that covers some of those things on ChristophTrap.com. Mm-hmm. but you have to go deeper. You have to bring That's... your own personal story to it, your personal experience, your personal point of view. Um, sometimes you see those people on Twitter or maybe now on threads, who knows, yes. um, you, where you know they have a very controversial view and then everybody comments. And guess what? Their, their goal was to get that message spread. Um, now, you know, I wouldn't recommend that necessarily to go to that extreme, but that is a strategy actually to get in front of people. So what's unique about what you have to say, what you can offer, what you can add to the the, the um, discussion? Right. And the way I do that, we touched on that briefly, Paul, is multi-channel, right? What are the best channels? I still think a podcast is a great way to do it. You can repurpose this stuff all over the place. It's so easy, right? You can live stream podcasts now. I actually wrote a book on that topic, going live. And you know, then you put it on all these different podcast channels, and then you can write articles from the podcast interviews. You can do social media updates. I mean, like the list doesn't end. There's so many options to do it. You can tie it into paid campaigns. So I think that's kind of my mo. What's the best chance to get the content to perform, and how do we throw the content to parade and get the most out of it?
1: Wow. So that's really great. I I got two things out of what you just shared. Number one, you got to be sharing a good story. And as you mentioned, and there's a number of uh, phrases that describe this, some of them not suitable for, for work, are people who will get on social media and just basically drop a bomb and they'll get attention. But it doesn't really create a conversation, which is what a story is. It's pulling people in and they're a part of what's happening. So, you know, seeing an angry tweet or whatever it is, you may get clicks and likes or or comments, but what you're talking about is more than that. And the second part of what you said is just so critical. Uh, You know, you could be the best singer in the world, but if you're in the Australian outback and a couple of wild animals and one or two residents of a desolate, dusty town are your only audience, is anybody ever going to know your story and how good you are? And your point is, you need to be out there in the right places in front of the right audiences at the right time, multi channel, right? That's today's world, right?
2: You have to do it. And, you know, people undervalue sometimes, I think, the multiple touch points. Yes. That we have to have. And I think it was actually, again, not to pick on him, but Jason Falls talked about that, how. Uh, affiliate marketing companies or when they work with influencers they undervalue all of those touch points right they say we only pay you if you drive the sale and you yes. know the reality is that yes we all want to drive sales but to get to a sale especially the higher the price goes you need whatever the numbers 7 15 30 I'm not going to make up the right number here but you know yeah. we know it's more than one so yep. why would we not pay the influencer for one to three touch points to help us get there so keep that in mind too you have to reach people in all kinds of different places that can be in person that can be on social can be on the website can be on email can be wherever uh on a you know podcast channel uh whatever it might be so keep that in mind that you have to reach people more than once and the other thing i want to say to that is especially on social media don't put too much stock into the whole engagement thing you know i mean yes we want people to engage and like and share and, and comment but um you know a lot of times people don't and i've had some of the the best clients they've never commented once on yes. anything but yeah. they always saw it and they even commented on it in meetings and whatnot
1: yeah that's such great points uh you know if you go back in the history uh, of marketing. The the concept of multiple touch points definitely predates the you know podcasts, social media, you know, five to seven was the number that I saw uh, you know, so frequently going back and in, in, in resources back to the 70s. But you know, it's it's become more difficult today. And and your point is so good. Um, I saw this article not too long ago. I uh, supposedly, and depending on the study you want to believe, In the middle ages, a person would learn in their entire lifetime, less knowledge than in a single day's issue of the New York Times. That just blows my mind. Then another study that I saw not too long ago, but business leaders are subjected to between five to 10,000 different messages a day. That's everything from notifications on our computers, on our phones, texts, digital signboards, blah, 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 blah. So if we're gonna cut through the digital clutter, we gotta be sharing a great story. And to your point, it's gotta be there multiple times. Just a, a quick, funny story. Some years ago, we we worked at our firm with a wealth management company and they would regularly survey their clients to see how they heard about them. And one of the choices was, I saw your billboard. They never advertised on billboards. <laughs> Do you know how many people check that? (laughs) A lot. And that just goes to show you that, well, today, with all the tools we have available to us in the electronic world, we can do a much better job of tracking activity. To your point, you're not always going to see the activity, and there's going to be a factor in there uh, where we don't know for sure. We just don't. So so we need to be reaching people in the right place at the right time. Um, Christophe, do you have an example of a client success story uh, that kind of brings this to life or, or one that you think particularly um, showcases the kind of work that you do?
2: Client success story. So most recently, you know i I work with Box Pop me, as you mentioned earlier, a market yes. research software company. and um you know the way uh, we really stepped up the the share of voice and visibility and everything it's just, you know, first of all, we did a podcast. And then we also uh, wrote articles from that podcast. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, what happened is, all of a sudden, there's all this content out there and all these different channels, um, and you're ranking for the right thing. So there is a little bit of um, strategy involved, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you Mm -hmm. do, it's it's kind of an interesting balance, too, because you want people on the podcast that have a specific topic, but then also, how does that topic actually tie together with um you know with something people search for right so sometimes you do want to do some keyword research and i know especially podcasts i mean podcasts rank two nowadays maybe not on the google podcast app which is completely strange to me since that is google but you know spotify apple etc they do show up in search results um, pretty, pretty um, prominently. Yes. So just make sure you kind of have those topics, you kind of get on a good on a good schedule. Mm. I think that's one of the biggest things when it comes to really driving growth with uh, content is you have to keep going. Yes, yes, you can see quick results. Yes, you can um, move the needle quickly, especially to ramp up your revenue too. But you want to make sure that, you know, you can't just do eight podcast episodes like I think the number I heard most podcasts have like 12 episodes or or fewer and you're just not gonna see the results honestly after that I don't care how well you promote them or whatever it might be you know there's some exceptions like some of those true crime podcasts by the New York Times they got 12 episodes but that's different most of us are not the New York Times you know
1: absolutely right
2: (laughs) so um so you do want to kind of keep going and make sure you have that long-term strategy and long-term grip to really go after it
1: right right I mean this is it's a long-term play uh in marketing you know you have the Super Bowl commercials which you know those are those air once, typically speaking although um, we could talk for an entire hour about how those are remarketed to create greater impact uh, but I think a lot of folks in business will look at that, and that's not a model for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, you know, we're not going to drop two or three million or six million on a on a Super Bowl campaign, and then people are going to talk about it all, all all year long. In order to create the kinds of conversations that drive business, we need to be out there consistently. And and to your point, that's why podcasts are are, are one of several great vehicles to make that happen. But you do need to be consistent, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. You need to stay out there. You need to keep going. You need to try new things, Hmm. you know, and and have good guests on. And it's not always the same guests. That's one of the things that just drives me crazy when every podcast has all the same guests, you know. And at some point, I mean, I get it. Maybe you have a different audience, but um, to touch on the Super Bowl ads really briefly um, is so interesting anyways, because these huge campaign and sometimes they set the tone for other campaigns and other projects right mm-hmm. and people they saw some video take off and they go oh can we get millions of views and my answer is is there even millions of buyers in the vertical you're going after is there because if there's not why do you need millions of views you just need the majority of that market seeing your thing right so it's just something to keep in mind um there was a website and i um it was like old school music or I, I don't know, I can't exp- like old school instruments, right? And I said, how many people actually play these instruments worldwide? Yep. And it was a number, I think I want to say North America, maybe was like under 100,000, maybe roughly over I, right around, let's say 100,000 for argument's sake. So if you have 500,000 views, who are those people? There's not even that many people in the vertical.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, it, you know, at our firm, we've worked with some very, very, very uh, narrow B2B companies. We worked with a company a few years ago. They make enormous uh, turbines, which uh, move liquids and air. And if they sell five of them a year to somebody who's building a multi billion dollar chemical plant, they've had a good year. So, you know, when we talked with them, it was this conversation, but in the extreme. Like, really, how many people do you need to reach? Okay. They needed to reach 50 potential organizations. There's more people than 50, but let's say 500 at the most, right? So, to your point, the definition of success has got to be relevant to the audience you're trying to reach, right? And, uh, you know, if I'm selling something to everybody like soap or toothpaste, okay, then maybe a Super Bowl uh, ad is the right place to be. But if I need to educate people, and share the story and the why behind what we do maybe something like a podcast is a better approach to really get people acquainted with what it is that we do and why they might want to engage with us right
2: absolutely and I don't even know if people are in the mood to buy anyways when they watch the Super Bowl I agree do you know what I mean like I'm not ready to buy I'm, and I think most people watch the Super Bowl ads now for like to see if they're creative or not And a lot of them are not as creative as they used to. Not to harp on the good old days here, but it certainly seems like um, they're not as funny. They're not as engaging as they used to. But um, I don't know. If I see a vehicle, and I know vehicle marketing is different anyways, but if I see a vehicle in the Super Bowl ad, I'm not going to go run out and buy that Lexus today just because I saw it on the Super Bowl ad, you know?
1: Yeah, well, exactly. And just to to put a, a pin on that one, In my book, Finding Your Capitalist Story, the introduction is all about the Super Bowl ad that Chrysler did for the Chrysler 200 that featured Eminem and Acquire and the Fox Theater in Detroit and all this stuff. And um, I'll certainly link to the book if folks wanna uh, take a look at that. But but the bottom line on that is the car isn't even made anymore. (laughs) And the ad didn't really deliver. (laughs) That's one of the reasons why the car isn't even made anymore. And, uh, you know, That's not what we're trying to do here um, in helping companies uh, do a better job of engaging with the audience is most important to them. Christoph, how can people find you in what you do?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm on all the social networks, um, including Threads, which is relatively new here now. Uh, Interestingly, I was um, one of the first 200,000 people to sign up at, at the time of this Recording. I think they're over 65 million or something like that mm-hmm. by now. So, early adopter, I guess, for that one, ChristopheTrap.com mm-hmm. is my website, yep. uh, the Business Story Podcast. And of course, if you want to reach out for growth marketing, growgetter.io. That's
1: awesome. Folks, those links will all be in the show notes so that if you're driving now or if you're doing something else, as so many do and listening to a podcast, you don't have to write those down. We'll make sure those are in the show notes. Christoph, it's been a great honor to have you on the show. Thank you for being uh, a guest with us. Um, Folks, you really got to check out the work that he does. He is on the cutting edge, not only in the early adopters of threads, but so many other aspects of content marketing, especially in the podcast world. Thanks again, Christoph, for being on today. And folks, we'll see you on the next episode of Storylines Live.